You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. As you can probably hear, I still have a lisp because I'm still doing Invisalign. No, this is not an ad. God, that'd be the perfect ad though, but it is not. I don't even necessarily recommend it. There are other great options for you. I heard that Direct Smile Club or Best Smile Club, something like that is actually really good too if you're looking to do that. Anyway, we're not talking about that today. Today, we're talking about why do women flake on dates? Why? Why does that happen? Well, you know what's cool? I interviewed a wonderful young lady. Her name is Alex, and she is here today to talk to us about that. Alex is a, I wouldn't even necessarily say a TikToker, but she does have almost 100,000 followers or maybe even over 100,000 on TikTok. And that's how I met her on TikTok. I started TikTok. So if you guys want to check me out on TikTok, or maybe you're like, I've actually already seen you on there with an awesome. So go ahead and check me out. Follow me there. I'm making little videos and uh, it's it's growing pretty fast. So if you're on TikTok or like TikTok, want to see TikToks, check me out on TikTok. And again, that's how I found Alex. And the reason why I found her is because she had a couple videos on TikTok that went viral related to dating. And I thought, you know what? I kind of appreciate what she's saying here. So I messaged her and I said, why don't we have you on the podcast? And here she is on the podcast. And she really breaks down why women flake on dates, but also she breaks down what happens when she gets flaked. And you'd be surprised. She actually does get flaked on too. And uh, she's a very attractive woman. I might put even a clip of this on the, on the pod, on the podcast. This is a podcast on the YouTube channel. Might put that on there too. Uh, mean her talking and uh, a little clip from this. But either way, we break down everything with flaking and then get into what's going on with how women are seeing dating in general and the female mind and how she's looking at dating these days and what it means for her to want a boyfriend. A lot of good stuff. It's a rich conversation. And I really think that you are going to like it. I know I did. I appreciated our conversation. And I appreciated how candid she was and honest she was with us. So we're going to dive into it. If you feel like you're getting flaked on dates, and by the way, if you don't even know, what, you might be like, what's flaking? Some people have asked me what's flaking. I thought that was more of a common word these days. Flake means that she just doesn't show up. So if a girl flakes on a date, she stands you up, she doesn't show up, or she says, oh, last minute that she can't do it. So that's what flaking means, okay, if you didn't know what that was. But if you are getting flaked on, if that is happening to you a lot, it might be something wrong with your dating profile if you're meeting women online. It might be something wrong with your approach when you're talking to women in person. If you need help with that, you can always go to coachedbytrip.com where you and I can work together. And when we work together, what happens? Well, you are going to see some amazing results. Amazing results. What does that mean? That means you're not going to get flaked on anymore because you're going to learn the proper ways to attract women. I get guys applying every single day and they're interested in transforming their dating lives. If you're interested in transforming yours, which means more dates, more sex, a girlfriend you're actually interested in, then go to coachedbytrip.com and apply today. I would absolutely love to work with you. And it'd be my pleasure to help you in this area of your life because it is one that you have to invest in. Yeah, that's right. You should be always investing in your dating life, your health, and your career. Those are three of the pillars that you should always be investing in. Health, right? Going to the gym, eating healthy, buying good foods, longevity. And then you should always be investing in your career, making money, and of course, your relationships because your relationships is uh, a big part, right? We want women. We want to attract women. We want to maybe get married one day, maybe even want kids. It's all there. It's all important. All right. Why don't we go to the interview 
with Alex and I. And then later on, you can check out the coachedbytrip.com page if you want more help. Here's my interview. Check it out. Hey, Alex, what's going on? Good to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yes. I love that you were interested enough to jump on, even though we did meet through TikTok, Instagram. But then again, let's be honest, that's how everyone's meeting these days, right? Uh, This is my first podcast. So this is something really special for me. (laughs) Really? Okay. Well, I guess that's true. You're 24, I'm sure. And you and you don't have a business or anything that you're promoting. What do you do for work? I'm um, actually just got a job like this week. I graduated. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. I graduated in December, so I'm working for the state now. So I'm you're working for the state. Child, yeah, I'm doing like child welfare stuff. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. What did you study in in college? What degree did you get? My major was sociology with a concentration in criminology. That actually seems like it led you to the appropriate place based on what you did. It was a hassle to get this job. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Do you have your own place or do you live with your parents still? I live in this apartment. I used to have a roommate. She just moved out. You were what? I thought I used to have a roommate. She actually just moved out. So now I'm living alone for the first time. Well, I'll tell you this much. Once you live alone, very hard to to go back to roommates. What do you think? I've been enjoying it so far. So I could see that. So yeah, so we we met sort of via TikTok, messaged on Instagram. I saw that you put a TikTok out that had to do with dating. It went viral. That's what caught my eye. So tell us, what was that TikTok video? If you remember, what, what did you say in there? The first TikTok that I made that went viral was about how like this guy canceled a date on me like last minute, like very last minute, which to me, that's like an hour. Like if an hour notice, that's last minute. And so basically, I was just kind of talking about that. And I was like, I'm going to make myself feel better. And I'm going to go get ice cream. And then it was basically me just eating ice cream and being like, why do guys always cancel? Or like, why does this always happen to me? Like things like that. I thought just my friends were going to see it. But turns out a lot more people saw it. And they all had strong opinions. And now you're putting out two to three videos a day. It depends. It really like, if I'm busy, I don't put out any videos. But have nothing going on. If I think something's funny, I'll just like video it or vlog it or whatever. I kind of use TikTok as like my own personal vlog. Like I don't really have a niche. I kind of just put out whatever and see what happens. What do you think is the percentage of videos you have about dating and like relationships and things like that? Maybe like 10 to 15%. I used to like at the beginning of the year, I was going out on a lot more dates. So I just had more dating content. But like This summer, I really haven't been on any dates at all. So I haven't really focused on that. So this is interesting. So you're obviously, you're you're a very attractive woman. And I was about to say girl, but you are 24. You are a woman. And so a guy stood you up. And how often has that happened to you? I guess I didn't get stood up in like the sense that like I showed up to the place and he wasn't there. But I get canceled on, it's happened like at least like three or four times. Sometimes by the same person, like we'll do it multiple times. And then I'm like, okay, this is not worth my time. I'm just, you're done. I give up on you. How many unique men have canceled or scheduled or flaked? Well, uh, let's just say this. What is the worst flake cancel that you've gotten before? Was it that one that you posted on TikTok? Yes, because I was like ready. I was dressed. I was like drinking my little wine, getting ready to leave the house. And then he was like, um, sorry, I can't make it. And then he didn't even have an excuse, which like, obviously, you don't always have to give someone an excuse. But if you're like, hey, yeah. something really important came up, I can't make it. He was just like, can't make it. 
So I was like, okay, well, this is really aggravating. And that, and that was it. And that was the end of your, what? well, it's not a relationship, but connection with this person. Yeah, that was the end of it. Okay. Who, who is this guy? Do you have a picture of him? He's someone that, I don't know if anyone else does this, but like how you get on dating apps and off dating apps and back on. He was like someone I would always mm-hmm. match with, but we never actually met up. And so it was like this time we were going to meet up and then it just didn't happen. So needless to say, I have not with him again. Got it. What was, I'm curious and be honest here. Like what was your feeling going through this? Like when that, when that happened, were you sad or upset? Were you, did that, did that knock your self-esteem at all? Or did it make you angry? Like what were you feeling when, when that happened? I wasn't sad or upset because I don't know this person, you know what I mean? But I think I was just aggravated because it's like, why? Like, why do I always kind of find myself in this situation? Is it because I keep going, like picking the wrong guys? Or is it just because it's just a coincidence? But it was more just yeah. being annoyed than anything because I had already gotten dressed. Yeah. And I hate getting dressed and then plans being canceled. It's my number one pet peeve. Yeah. What if I told you that this, maybe you know this already, I'm, I'd be curious. What if I told you that this happens to guys probably about 20 times the amount oh, I that it's happened to you? I would believe that 100%. Did you know that before I said that to you? I would guess it because I know girls, some of even my friends have done this. They'll be like, oh, I have this date tonight with this guy, but I don't really feel like going. I think I'm going to cancel. So- okay. This is great. Okay. Let's dive into that. Now we can really get behind the scenes. So... When your friends say that to you, what's their reasoning? So you said that she said, okay, I have a date tonight. I think I'm going to cancel. What does she, like, why does she cancel? What does she say? I think a lot of times it has less to do with the person that they're canceling on and more to do with them. They're either not in the mood to go out on a date or do anything, or they're like really in their head about it. And they get really, really nervous, especially, which, I mean, I can say this because I've done this once. I had a date planned. You you flaked on a date because you were too nervous. Yes. I had a date was scheduled with someone who was older than me. He's like 10 years older than me. So he was in his early thirties and like it was coming up and I was like, I just can't do this. Like he's so much older than me. What are we going to talk about? Probably have nothing in common. Like I really psyched myself out of that date and then I canceled on it because I got way, way, way too nervous. Now, this is interesting because when a guy gets nervous, he gets nervous because he wants there to be a positive outcome with the woman. And he's afraid that there won't be a positive outcome. But this doesn't seem like the same thing, unless I'm wrong. What you're saying is you got nervous, but I'm, I'm still a little confused. You got nervous because you didn't think it was going to work out? Or fill in the blank here for me. I guess I was just like intimidated because he was so much older than me. And I was like, why would he be interested in me? I don't even have a real job. I'm like, he oh, probably has way more successful women that would like to go out with him. Like, you know, I was afraid that I was just going to be like boring to him or like I didn't want to come across like like childish or anything like that. So I kind of psyched myself out. You rejected yourself basically. Oh yeah, that was definitely me just being insecure in myself, like letting my anxiousness like get the best of me. So you just assumed, you said, you know what, I'm going to flake on this date because I just know this is not going to go well. It's just not going to work out. Well, I did give him a big notice, so I felt better about it. <laughs> I gave him- right, but either way, notice or no notice, you didn't show up on the date. No, I didn't. And I'm saying, is it is that because you just assumed like, this is just not going to happen. He just won't like me. I'll just, let's just end it here. Oh, absolutely. A lot of times, I feel like when girls flake on dates, it has really nothing to do with 
the other person and it has everything to do with themselves. They let their insecurities or their anxieties get the best of them. At least that's what I, I have. I think maybe in your experience, I think that's a little bit of anecdotal evidence. I, I believe I believe you. I don't think you're lying. But I think that uh, there's other women out there who are also flaking because they have better options. Or I'll say this. They weren't that interested in the guy in the first place. That could also be true. Does that ring a bell for you or, or your friends? I mean, you definitely like, see a situation if you make plans to go out with this guy who you're not even sure you're like, who you, that you're not sure that you like. And then your friends are like, hey, I know like you have something going on, but would you want to go get drinks tonight with like with all of us? I could see how they'd be like, oh, yeah, like I'd rather go get drinks with my friend. Exactly. Because they're just not that interested in that guy. Yeah. You know, that's so this is, this is very interesting. I think this, this brings up a very interesting point. I never really knew that. I never I never thought of the idea of a, of a woman flaking because she just didn't feel like she could live up to the to the standards of of the guy or just think that it, it wouldn't work out. You know, I think that my theory is that one of the reasons not the reason, but one of the reasons why women don't approach men well, of course, they want to be approached. It's it's it makes them feel more feminine, right? When when a guy comes over and, and talks to you, but also I think that women are very sensitive to rejection, more sensitive than a man, because I think that overall, women's self esteems they are more sensitive because of the pressures that society has put on them and how they're supposed to be. So I just feel like rejection hits a woman harder than it does a guy. I still think it hits guys hard too, and it sucks but I feel like a woman is more sensitive to it. I don't know. What do you think about that? I definitely can see that. I could see like if you approach a guy in the bar and he just doesn't seem that interested, how you would want to take that personally. I don't know. Something that I always remind myself is that this is a stranger, you know? So if they reject me, who cares? Because they they don't know me as a person, you know? So a lot of times I think rejection can have nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. So I like, and that's also easier said than done to say like, oh, I don't care. But it's something that I try to like actively practice on and be like, okay, so what? There's another one right around the corner. This person can say no, but the next person might say yes. When So let's talk about when guys come and hit on you. How often does that happen? If I'm out with like, it only really happens if I'm out at like a bar or something. But if it does happen, it's probably like, once or twice a night if I go out with my friends or something like that. And how often out of those times do you give a guy your number? Not very often. <laughs> okay, yeah. why, is, why is that? Well, for one, I don't know. I think I'm kind of an awkward person. Sometimes I don't always make conversation the easiest. And so I feel like I kind of, if someone comes up to me, I'm just like, oh, like, hi, how are you? How are you? And then the conversation just kind of like filters out. You know what I mean? Like it kind of just ends there. And they go back to doing whatever they want to do. And I'm back with my friends. It doesn't ever really get to the point where they ask for my number. But occasionally it will happen. And I will say no, because I'm just like, I'm not interested. Or it's because I don't really care about dating at the moment. Like right now, haven't been on a lot of dates just because it hasn't really been a focus of mine right now. What makes you curious? What makes you want to say yes to a guy and give you his number and then actually follow through with meeting up with him? I think for me, I really go for guys that can make me laugh. I have like a dry, sarcastic kind of sense of humor. So if I meet someone and we have like good witty banter, to me, that's like, okay, yes, I could see myself hanging out with this person again. They make me laugh. They seem fun. That's pretty much it really. Like when you're just meeting for the first time. 
What about looks? How much do looks play a role in it? Well, my friends like to tell me that I like ugly boys. So <laughs> maybe I'm not the, <laughs> I'm definitely not out there dating models. So what I find attractive, my friends always tell me is not attractive at all. What uh, would you say ugly voice? What, be more specific. What does that look like? I don't know. Like I, okay, I like tall and lanky boys. That's for sure. I tend to like guys with big noses and big ears is what my friends tell me. They say that's my specific type. And they always think that they're the most hideous people. I don't. I think they're cute. But oh, well, I guess that's beauties in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, it sure is. I mean, listen, I work with a lot of clients and the guys that I work with, they have a very large range of women that they're attracted to. It's not like all my clients are attracted to models. Mm-hmm. I have guys who show me women that they're interested in or the girls that they're texting or met online and they all look very different. They all look very different. So I do agree. I also think that I bet you your friends would also date guys who are not like model guy looking types of guys as long as they can make them feel something. You know, behavior goes a long way. That's something that I preach here on the podcast and in my coaching is that, of course, you don't want to be severely obese or heroin addict skinny, you know, like we're talking like you don't want to be on the extreme ends of things. But, you know, as long as you're kind of good looking enough, if you can make her feel something, if you can act in a way, in a behavior that is masculine, confident, etc. That is what really makes a bigger difference in attracting a woman. Has a big, big, big role in that. I'm definitely more attracted to people who are confident in themselves and they're confident when they're talking to me. Even if they think that they might get rejected, that's not going to stop them from coming up. Like I think that's real confidence. Why do you think you're attracted to confidence? If you're more, if you're a confident person, I think it just appears to people that you have your shit together, whether that's true or not. You seem put together, you seem sure of yourself, and I think that's attractive. It's interesting. You, you can't, and you, you're having trouble. I can tell you, you can't. You don't even know why. It's just a, it's just a thing. Like people always say, like confidence is sexy, and I really think that's true. I think it, like, if you walk up to someone and you're at a bar, you walk up to a girl, and you're like. I saw you across the room and I think you're beautiful and I would love to buy you a drink. Like, that's ballsy. Like, I don't know if I could do that to somebody. So I think that's hot. Well, that's the thing is that men are kind of like what we said before. It's like, it's ballsy because I still think that women are very sensitive to rejection. So they couldn't do that. But I don't think that's the whole reason. I think that when it comes to masculine and feminine, there is... Matt, you know, you're attracted to masculine men. And I'm not, when, you, when I say that word, don't think like Thor, okay? Yeah, that is, that, that does look masculine, but more in the behavior as well. So what's a masculine behavior? Going up to you, approaching you, saying hi to you, maybe buying a drink, starting the conversation, mm-hmm. making you laugh. What's a feminine behavior? Being receptive to that, allowing that in, right? Being able to act in a way where you are almost more submissive in that whole role of courtship. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's interesting because that is something that is a lot of people don't know, which is why it's hard for men and women to explain why they're attracted to somebody. But that's the that's the reason. Like why is a man, you know, men they say men are more visual. So like they're gonna see you, Alex, and go, oh, that girl's pretty. They're not gonna go, oh, I think she's smart and funny. I'm gonna go over and talk to her. They're initially going over because they think you're pretty. So men are more visual. But why are we attracted to uh, a woman because of her looks? Well, 
that is an example of feminine qualities that trigger that emotion inside of us that gets us attracted to you. So it's kind of like evolutionary uh, biology theory, things like that, that make that happen. But anyways, so what do you, what, I'm just, what do you, I just went on a rant. What are your thoughts on that? I think I could definitely see part of that. But also I have a friend who is not afraid to make the first move. She is not afraid to throw herself at a man if she sees fit. And I admire that confidence about her. She has, she gets rejected and she's like, all right, I'll try again in 10 minutes and see what happens. That's amazing. I, more power to her. I think that's great. I think that's an exception though. Like how many of your friends do that out of all your friends? That is true. It is just her. It is just her. She's one of a kind. Yeah. No, there definitely are women who do that and uh, and make that happen. It just uh, it kind of it kind of all depends. But so right now, are you back in the dating scene? I haven't been on a date since February. February? What are you doing? I've just been busy. I've had a really busy social like life calendar. And then now I'm starting this new job. So I just, it hasn't been my focus, but I'm not closed off to it either. If I meet the right guy, I'll go out on a date and see what happens. But I'm not like actively trying to pursue it either. So what do you want ultimately? Like, are you just looking to date? Are you dating for marriage? Like, what, I, are you, what are you looking for ultimately? I definitely do not see myself wanting to get married anytime soon. But I also, I think I'm kind of over the whole like Netflix and chill kind of guy that just like you hang out every week, but it never really goes anywhere and never really becomes anything serious. I think some something in the so middle. So just like hook up. Yeah, like something in the middle, what I'm looking for. But that's like in a perfect world. Of course, like that almost never happens. Wait, wait, so it would be more specific. Something in the middle. What does that mean? That means like you you date, like you're together, you're exclusive, but you're not putting like pressure on yourself to like, okay, in a year we need to move in together. And then in another year we need to get engaged because all of our friends are getting engaged. That's not really how I see my my kind of what I want right now for myself. Something a little bit like you just want um, you just want a boyfriend. Just a boyfriend. Just a boyfriend. You're not rushed into where that's going to go. Yeah, I don't want like, to put pressure on myself. Because as soon as I get a boyfriend, yeah. I know like my mom will be knocking out the door and being like, okay, when, I am, when am I going to meet him? When are you guys going to yeah. get engaged? No, thank you. Yeah, that's the, right, that's the pressure from the parents right there. Okay. So then you don't tell your mom about who you date. I, my mom gets so mad at me if she finds out that I go on a date and I didn't tell her. And I'm like, well, I didn't tell you for a reason. Because then you want to know who he is and who his parents are. And what he looks like and what he does for a living. And it's, it all snowballs from there. Does your dad ever ask you questions about it? My dad actually passed away when I was 10. So I bad for me, but convenient for the guys that I date. They don't have to do the whole meet the dad thing. Um, well, I'm sorry to hear that. And sorry if that triggered anything for you. But thanks for being honest there. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that, that, that could be uh, some sort of relief. Do you have any brothers? I do have an older brother. He's 10 years older than me. There you go. He'll take that role. But no, he is not overprotective in the slightest. He doesn't care what I do at all. He just uses me as a free babysitter. That's it. Why? He's got kids? He has two kids. I have two nieces. Okay. So let's go back to you said you were in a bunch of situationships. I have been in plenty of those. Okay. So that is like a new term, you know, probably just a few years old situationships. I know what they mean, but I'm curious to hear what your definition of what that is. What is a situationship? A situationship to me is you're not dating in the sense that like you're exclusive, you're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but it's like, it's more than a friends with benefits. Like there's feelings there or you guys do coupley things, but you're not a couple. 
and it's all real murky. That's a situation ship. Okay, got it. So we got friend zone, then it moves to fuck buddy, then it moves to situation ship, then it moves to relationship. Yes. So it's that weird in between. I mean, I, I would just be repeating what you're saying, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like that is what happens though. That is the natural progression of getting a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Because you don't go on a few dates, have sex, and then commit right away. There is a period of we're dating, we're doing romantic-esque things, we are physical, but we haven't committed yet. So I'd say that's pretty normal, right? But I think about a situationship is that the other one, at least one person in the relationship won't ever commit though. Like because to them, they are getting all the benefits of a relationship without actually having to commit and put in the work. So like they get to hang out with you and y'all get to sleep together and cuddle and it's fun, but then they can wake up the next day and go, well, I don't have a girlfriend. So like, I don't have the responsibilities of having a girlfriend. I don't need to check in. I don't need to not see other girls. And it's, they're never going to commit to you to a relationship. It's not going to progress. It's just going to end at the situationship. How do you know that though? How long are, how long are these situationships go on for that you've had? I think it can depend if to me, I don't let them go on that long. If I notice that someone is not going to give me what I want, I'm not going to stay in a situation that's bad for myself. So like a month, two months, if I tell you that like, hey, I like you and I would like to maybe be exclusive or I'd like to be a little bit more serious. If you don't give me that same energy back, then it's done because like, I'm not going to put myself in a situation where I'm constantly overthinking, well, does he really like me? Does he really want to be with me? It's just like a either yes or no thing for me. So I don't let them go on that long. But I know girls that will do this for months and months. And I'm like, that's not good for you. That's not good for your mental health. So you want to commit, if you like a guy, you want to commit to him. Or I should say, yeah, you want to commit to him or you want to be in a monogamous, exclusive relationship with him within one to two months. Is that what you're saying? It doesn't necessarily have to be like a super serious thing, but it's just like having that promise of, I really do like you. And so, yes, I won't see anybody else and we can take it slow and we can see where it goes. Like, I don't expect to be introduced to your parents and like hang out with each other 24 seven. That's not really what I'm trying to do. But it's that promise of, I really, I feel the same way about you that you feel about me. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, and I've been been there before. It's just interesting when I think about that because it's like, when two people are saying that, you're basically saying, okay, you're my girlfriend. It's like, even if you're like, well, let's not put labels on it. You did without doing it, but you did. Because if you're not seeing someone, you're in that relationship because that's what a relationship really is. Yeah. But you're saying you'll wait for them to even call, care about them calling you their girlfriend as long as you just know that they're not dating anyone else and sleeping with anyone else. Yeah. And that's why I feel like dating is so murky. Like nowadays, like, I mean, old times, they courted you. They asked for your parents' permission to marry you and you guys got married. And it was not complicated. Now people want to date. They don't want to put a label on it or they do want to put a label on it. But it's like, it's all just, I feel really complicated nowadays. It is. It is complicated. Well, there's a few things. First, I'll, I'll tell you the positive side of that, okay? So the positive side of it, of it not being what it was, you know, 60 years ago is that the divorce rate is starting to go down a little bit. 
And there have been some theories that because we have more options and we're not just rushing to marry someone at 21 years old, that it is causing us to find a potentially better partner. However, I will say this. What makes it complicated is we have so much choice. We can go online. We can... It's, it's easier to travel now. You know, people are getting wealthier and it's easier to fly wherever we want to go to. And we can meet more people. We can get online and swipe on 100 girls while we're in the bathroom. You know, it's like, it's, it's just that much easier to meet so many people, which becomes this paradox of choice. When you have so much choice, how do you choose? So I do agree. It is complicated and it, it makes it tough. You know, I think for uh, a woman like you, I don't think you're going to have much trouble. I think that you're going to find a guy who is going to meet you and think you're amazing and commit to you. You're not going to have too much of a problem. You seem like a catch for sure. But yeah, it, it is true. I, I think that if you don't have your boundaries like you're having them, you're like, okay, you don't want to commit to me, then, then you can go. And eventually, Alex, you will find someone. I know you're not asking for me to say any of this stuff to you, but I just thought I'd share it with you, you know. Well, thank you. That's very sweet. And I know that's why I'm not really putting a lot of pressure on myself to date someone because I I believe in like the universe and all that. I'm an astrology gal and the right person will come when they're meant to come. So I'm not too worried. Of course, you're an astrology girl. You want to hear something? I have a, uh, I have a video. Guys, if you're, if you're uh, well, of course you're listening. Guys, listen, go to tripadvice.com slash chick dash crack. And what that is, is that's a free video, which is the four conversation topics that women love to talk about. Guess what number one is? Is it astrology? You better believe it is. What's your sign? Women love... What's my, Guess. Are you an air sign? You feel like an air sign to me. Um, I don't remember if the one I think... I don't think mine is... Hold on, I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Uh I would not have guessed that because I only know a few. I don't know the whole thing. No, I'm not a water sign. I'll give you a hint. I'm a fire sign. Oh, you're a fire sign? Are you a Sagittarius? Yeah. No. No? You get one more guess. A Leo? I'm an Aries. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a wow. What's the wow? Because... Go ahead. Read I, it to me. Give me I'm give very me. deep into astrology. And so I got my birth chart read by an astrologer. And she said yeah. that I was going to marry an Aries. But that he was oh my God. somebody that I already know which I don't really like most of the Aries that I know. So I hope it's none of them. Interesting. Interesting. Well, it can't be me because I do have someone, but a lot of Aries out there, and I'll tell you, we're a good breed. I don't really believe too much in, in the astrology stuff, but for some reason, you, you read a chart and your descriptions, and it's like, wow, that, that does describe me. So I will say those descriptions do feel sometimes eerily, eerily... Accurate? Accurate. Thank you for yes, eerily accurate. But but when you read like the the parts, like you know, there's that app where you can read mm-hmm. what your what's going to happen to your sign this week. Like Aries, this week you are going to uh, interview someone who's going to da 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 da. You know, whatever. It's never true. It's like well, never you should true. be reading your horoscope by your rising sign, not your sun sign. So ooh, now you're teaching me something. So what's my rising sign? Oh, you're going to have to look that up. You need the time that you're born and where you're born at. Oh, that whole thing. Okay. Okay. It says here, if you're an Aries rising, chances are you come off as brave, opinionated, and independent. That is true. But are you an Aries um, rising though? It says if you're an Aries rising. Yeah, you're going you to have to very strong. <laughs> I don't know what it says here. But hey, you are a very strong and commanding presence and may even be seen as intimidating. You know what's funny about that? I could see how that could be true, but that is not who I once was. 
I, I, I felt like I had to grow into that. I'm so deep into astrology. I love doing all my friends' charts. So you know, okay, wow, you know all that stuff. I'll tell you what, that's what you should do. Every time you go on a first date with a guy, just just grill him on all that stuff. There's actually like a TikTok meme and it's like, if you go on a date with a guy and he knows his birth chart, that means he's a hoe because he's been through a lot of girls that have told him all the same stuff. <laughs> oh my God. Amazing. Of course. Of course. Okay. So uh, where were we? We were talking about situationships. We, you were defining them, talking about the fact that you were in them, and then saying that that's not something that you want to go into anymore. Let's just say, in theory, you met the guy. Like this guy had it all. The looks, the personality, et cetera, et cetera. And it was like two months in. And you're like, hey, listen, I really like you. I, I'm not seeing anyone else. And he's like, yeah, I'm seeing like a couple other people, but I really like you too. And I do want to keep on seeing you. But this guy literally had it all. Would you stick with him and see it out? Or would you be like, nope? I don't know. Because that would be really difficult for me, just like who I am as a person. Because when I like someone, I put all my energy into that one person. I don't have any energy to put into other people at the same time if I really, really like them. So if I felt that way about someone and they didn't want to give up those other people for me, it would be kind of difficult for me to stick around, even if they were a really great guy and had, you know, had a nice job and had his life together. That would just, I don't know, to me, that feels like a boundary that I have to always stick with myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. No, that's good. I think that's great. I think that's good that you're strong enough to be able to hold on to that, even if you meet someone who's awesome. I feel like on the other end, sometimes there's men, and and I've done this before too, is like they're in a scarcity mindset. So they meet a woman who they're very attracted to on all levels. I'm not saying the same thing happens where like she's like, oh, I'm dating other guys, but like I really like you. But something happens where she's she pulls away a little bit or she's not showing as much interest and the guy is just holding on to this girl for dear life because they don't have the boundaries that you have set up for yourself. And that causes uh, a lot of problems and a lot of desperation. I'm curious, what's um not to switch topics here, but what are the let's say, two to three most unattractive traits about a man? Lack of communication is a big one. When you're dating someone, I don't really think you need to be talking all day, every day. But, you know, a text like, hey, how's your day going is good. So if you have a guy that you're seeing that can go two, three days without talking to you, to me, that's like really unattractive and a red flag. And then I guess another one would be like lack of like ambition. If you're, but that's, I guess maybe that's just me personally, but like they're kind of mm-hmm. just like, really just floating through life and they don't have any goals or any aspirations to me that's very unattractive and it doesn't have to be huge goals like it doesn't have to be like I want to be CEO of a company like it doesn't have to be like that but just like wanting to make the most of their life if they're just like settling that's not really attractive why do you think that's unattractive because that's not how I am I want someone to be like similar with me in that aspect of like I want to travel and I want to be with my friends and I want to really make the most out of my career. And so if you have someone that just kind of like, oh yeah, like I come home and I play video games, that's fine. There's like, there's no judgment in that, but that's not going to work with my lifestyle. Got it. Okay. And what's the third one? (laughs) I'm not like the most cleanest like person ever, but if I go over to your house and there's just like trash everywhere and you have dishes in your sink, like I think you should be able to look after yourself and look after your home. That's pretty unattractive. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Those are good ones. Those are good ones. Awesome. Well, Alex, it was uh, it was great chatting with you today and you hearing all about, yeah, for sure. And hearing just some of your opinions and thoughts. And I always find it interesting because I'm, I'm 36. So it's always interesting to talk to the generation before me to just kind of hear more about what it is that you guys are going through in terms of dating. I mean, I know that it's the same for people in their 30s, but still, there's just like a different attitude in the like the Gen Z with the guys and uh, and the girls. So it's just always interesting to hear what's going on. So where can people follow you if they want to follow you? Um, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram. That's where I'm the most active. It's your girl, Alex Jones. It's the same on both. My friend made that handle for me like forever ago and I just stuck with it. <laughs> I love it. It's your girl, Alex Jones. Perfect. Uh, she has a pretty big following there on TikTok. So guys, check her out. Got some good stuff there. I'll put all those links in the show notes that can follow you. And uh, I'm sure you're going to get some DMs because you're single. So just FYI, look out for those. And it was great talking to you today. Thank you so much for coming on. Had fun. Thanks. <laughs>